Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Okay, guys, uh, welcome back for another episode. Um, so in today's episode, I figured I'd uh, switch it up a little bit, and instead of talking about like the day-by-day news like we do most of the time, I figured I'd switch it up a little bit. Um, and we're going to be going back to the 2016 and 2017 draft classes and grading um, the lottery um, picks from both those draft classes. The 2016 lottery, I'll give my grade uh, A+, plus, you know, to a F, uh, and then for the 2017 draft lottery, um, and we're just going to be giving, I'll give my opinion on all the picks, my grade, uh, it should be a little bit of a unique, fun episode, uh, for you guys today, we're not going to be doing by anyone, and again, I will, uh, say it again, if you haven't checked out some of my most recent episodes, the one I did yesterday, the one that I did with Colin Thomas and a special guest, I definitely recommend you go listen to those, uh, that one was, uh, fun, took a while to record too, so I'd appreciate it if you listen to that, so, uh, yeah, um, Let's uh, let's dive into it. Okay, so now we are at the 2016 NBA draft, and the first overall pick belonged to the Philadelphia 76ers, where they picked Ben Simmons out of LSU. I have to give this pick an A+. I believe he's been the best player out of this whole draft class, and this was a perfect pick. Uh, pick. He dealt with injuries, looked like a bust at first, but he isn't a bust. Uh, I believe he's the only player out of this draft class so far to make an all-star game and even missed his first year. Uh, I mean, this was a, this was an eh draft class. Uh, but anyway, Ben Simmons was the pick here. I have to give it an A+. People hate on him and say, you know, he doesn't have enough heart. Like Thomas said the other day. The Sorry, the other. The other day. Um... Personally, to me, yes, I I do kind of agree with that, but he's the best player. He has great vision. He's a good defender. He can really take it to the rack and score. Again, the vision's phenomenal. Uh, Good rebounder as well. Uh, Just needs to work on that three-point shot. He gets a three-point shot, puts a little more heart into it. Again, I don't even think the heart's a horrible thing, but it's not Andrew Wiggins bad, but it's not fantastic. But you you can't give this pick not an A+. I mean, the... There's just no one better than this draft class, and this finally gives Philadelphia what they thought was a forward turned into a point, like a point forward, which a guy with that size and that vision is deadly. I mean, that that's just it's it's how do you not give that pick an A plus? Okay, so with the second pick, the L.A. Lakers took Brandon Ingram. Now I'm gonna go ahead and give this pick a B plus. Now you might say eh, this is a little too high, but Brandon Ingram's been pretty good. Um, you know what, this pick, you know, B, B plus, B plus might be a little too high, but I personally, I think it's just because I like Brandon Ingram a lot. He has a ton of scoring upside. Now he's not a great three point shooter. No, is he good? As I said, he's not a great three point shooter. He's not a great defender, but he has been dropping around 18 points per game this season on a team where he fits horribly. That's a team with LeBron and Kyle Kuzma filling up the forward spots, and also guys like Lance Stevenson. I feel like they're crammed at forward. It's hurt Brandon Ingram a lot. Uh, Definitely a a change of scenery for him would be fantastic because 
the Lakers just is not his spot. I'm sorry, but I really just like Brandon Ingram. Not a lot of people do, uh, but personally, I just like his game. I think the guy's got a lot of upside, and he's already shown us some of those scoring abilities. He's going to be a good player. Um, I feel like, again, along with Ben Simmons, he's a little overhated. He is kind of underrated, though, like what he's done as a player. Uh, overall in his career, he's averaged 13.9 points, 4.7 boards, and 2.9 assists. But that's over his career. This year, he's really um, upped his game on a team where he's not a good fit. Uh, you know, there have been games like the Pacers one where he's faced a ton of adversity. This has just been a bad year for Ingram. He even had the blood clot issue through all of this, the bad fit, all the noise. He's still putting up good scoring numbers and showing upside. People have said he has Kevin Durant potential. That's a little too crazy um, for me. Um, he needs to develop that shot. He's not going to be the next Kevin Durant. Um, but, again, I think a change of scenery is the number one thing for this guy. He's not a good fit on that Lakers team. That would be great. Like, the Pe- Pelicans would be a good place for Brandon Ingram. And if hopefully he can develop that shot, I mean, that would definitely benefit him. So I give it, like, a BB plus here. I'm kind of torn between the two because I feel like a B plus might be a little too high. And you guys are like, yeah, B plus. There are definitely some better options at number two, but I don't think Ingram's a bad option. You're not going to always get the best player. As long as you get one of the best I'd say that's a win. All right, and then at number three, the Boston Celtics with Jalen Brown. At first, people were scratching their heads at this pick. Like, what are they doing picking Jalen Brown um, with the third overall pick? Some draft boards had him late lottery. You know, he's kind of all over the place, but not number three. Not many people had him here, but it's a good pick. I'm giving it an A-. minus. I'd say he's been a little better than Brandon Ingram, plus a pick uh, later than Brandon Ingram. I'm going to go get... Give, go give them a little bit of a generous A minus, but nothing too bad. Uh, Jalen Brown, when locked in, can be a fan, phenomenal defender. Um, he has not. I also want to say this, guys. He is not a very good fit on the Celtics team. Um, the Celtics team thrives from three. Doesn't really like to take it to the hoop. Jalen Brown is an athletic finisher. This guy has got worse by the year because the Celtics have gone every single year. Less driving to the hoop, more three-point shooting. And it's horrible for Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown, overall in his career, has shot 37% from three, which actually isn't that bad. And if you remember in his rookie year, he was invited to the dunk contest. I don't really see him take it to the hole anymore, and it's a bummer. This guy, if in the best scenario, we've seen it. This guy still has a ton of potential. I love Jalen Brown because uh, he's a great defender. Uh, very athletic finisher, and he's shown us the three-point potential. Overall, a defensive guy uh, who can play in transition, athletic finisher that can shoot threes. I mean, I like it. I really like that kid a lot. I think he's an A-. minus. Um, unfortunately, though, he's not a great fit, but he could be a good part of a, a, a trade package. And I think some of these teams, this is great for a team like the Pelicans because his trade value is going down this year. But really, I think his potential's still there. It's just his, the fit, the situation for him's getting worse and worse, kind of like Brandon Ingram. All right, number four, the Phoenix Suns select Dragon Bender. I'm just gonna go ahead and give him an F here. I don't usually give out Fs. I'm like, there, there's something here that was good, but there's literally nothing good about picking Dragon Bender number four overall. He has done absolutely nothing. He's averaged 5.3 points, 3.8 rebounds, and 1.2 assists and an average of 20.3 minutes played in his career. And 20 minutes, those are horrible stats. And he doesn't even play really anymore. He gets, he gets like, 
scraps for a minute, basically, at this point. And I don't even know if he has a trade value at this point. Um, this was just a horrible pick. You look at some of the guys picked, like, right after him. The next three picks were Chris Dunn, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, three guards that they really could have used um, in that backcourt. Instead, Dragon Mender, uh, just a, a horrendous pick. Might be the bust of this draft because, really, I mean, there are some other bad ones, but considering how high this is, you have to give him an F. You just have to. I don't usually give out Fs on these, but this is an F. I mean, there's not much to say here. This was a horrible pick. Number five, Minnesota trades Chris Dunn, who is then later traded to the Bulls. I hate when a player gets traded right on draft night and then trying to grade it because it's hard. The pick itself, number five, a B minus. Okay, Chris Dunn has been underrated, I think. Um, you know, averages 10 points a game, solid facilitator, great defender, though. But at best, he's just going to be like a little over average of a point guard. And it, it's he's a good B minus here. I'll give him that. He's a good B minus, you know, getting up there at a B. But they traded him, so it's always hard to grade those. But just the pick itself at number five, Chris Dunn at number five, it's a, that's a B minus. Um, I'd say out of the five players I've done so far, he's just ahead of Dragon Bender. Uh, other than that, all three of them are better. Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Ben Simmons, kind of obviously. I remember watching him at Providence College uh, sometimes on TV. I was like, oh, I, I was kind of hoping he went to the Celtics just because, you know, I liked the kid because he went to Providence, and it's kind of around my area. It's in Rhode Island. I live in Massachusetts, but whatever. But so far, he's had an underrated career. I, I feel like I, I thought he was like a bust. I just kind of forgot about him. I was like, oh, yeah, Chris Dunn. He's actually all right. I think he is. He'll be a little over an average point guard. So a good B um, B minus here. Number six, the Pelicans pick Buddy Heald. The tough, tough thing about this pick is so hard to grade. So hard, even harder than Chris Dunn, because Chris Dunn never played for the Timberwolves. But Buddy Heald played for the Pelicans for half season was absolutely garbage, and then went Sacramento and his game changed. The pick itself has to be an A. Um, a or an A-. minus. Uh, Buddy Heald at number six. I'd say Buddy Heald. Who's better, Buddy Heald Jalen Brown? That's actually tough. I'd say Jalen, if they're both in ideal situations, I'd say Buddy Heald's already in an ideal situation. Jalen Brown isn't. Both in ideal situations, I'd say Jalen Brown's a little better, and I gave him an A- minus at number three. But considering this is at number six, I'd have to give it an A- minus or an A. Now, the Pelicans did make him like the major part of that Kings trade, so... For the Pelicans, this was like a B or a B plus because he never really benefited them, but they made him a major part of at the Marcus Cousins trade. So for them, it has to be like a B or a B plus. But if we're talking the the pick itself is an A A A minus worthy, definitely I'd say an A. Um, now moving down at number seven, the Denver Nuggets select Jamal Murray. Um, this one very close to an A plus, but I'm gonna give it. You know, I'm giving it an A+, considering he's at number 7. Uh, but it's tough because I gave Buddy Heald an A. And Buddy Heald's been better. But Jamal Murray is uh, a lot younger than Buddy Heald. Um, and they're both in good situations, but Jamal Murray's a lot younger. And, you know, when he gets Buddy's age, he'll be around the same. So A or an A+, plus definitely. It's hard to give, you know, a, Jamal Murray an A+, plus while I'm giving Buddy Heald right ahead of him an A. But... Um, they were both fantastic picks, let's just say that. Jamal Murray was an absolute steal. 
Uh, he's been a great three-point shooter uh, that has some sort of an ability to take it to the rack. Personally, I don't like him running the point guard. I think he's more just right now in his game, he's not much of a slasher, but he can take to the hoop every once in a while, but he's not a facilitator either. To me, he's more of just a three-point shooter. Very good uh, perimeter scorer. Mostly is Jamal Murray. I don't like him facilitating the ball. The Denver Nuggets, that's like one thing I don't like. I mean, yeah, you have Nikola Jokic, um, who kind of does it anyway in a way. Uh, he's like a point guard in the center's body. But uh, Jamal Murray, personally to me, he's more of a shooting guard. But then you have Gary Harris. So it's like, who do you want running the point? Jamal Murray or Gary Harris? So I, I guess I'll take Jamal Murray. But personally, this is a great pick. Uh, it's a steal. Number eight, Sacramento Kings select Marquise Chris. Let's just say this was a horrible, horrible um, draft uh, for the Phoenix Suns and the Sacramento Kings. Kind of some like trading and whatnot. Uh, Marquise Chris, this has to be a D minus. D, D minus. This was a horrible pick. Uh now, I do think I have to say he's been a little better than Dragon Bender. I think he has a little bit of potential to turn things around because he's just an athletic freak. Dragon Bender's just a thing. I don't even know what he is. So I'll give it a D minus D because I wouldn't say it's an F because compared to Dragon Bender, he's had a better career, not by a whole lot, but he's had a better career. And he's at number eight. And although the odds are small, he still has a chance to turn it around somewhat and become a rotational piece. Uh, like a number eight or nine guy off the bench at best. I mean, he's not really going to work out, but he can be a defensive piece, definitely, a defensive shot blocker. Um, you know, not going to have much offensive game, but he could be a defensive stud if he keeps working hard. And, you know, not, not even a defensive stud, just a good defensive player in someone's rotation. So I can't give that an F. Uh, number nine, the Toronto Raptors tra- uh, picked Jakob Pertle. Uh, Pertle's one of those guys that I just really like for some reason. I just find him to be an efficient player. Like, he puts up a nice solid stat line. Like, his career, he's only got 16.1 minutes, and he's dropping 5.4 points, 4.5 total rebounds, and 0.8 assists with 12.3 win shares. So the win shares are very high. Uh, but, again, he shot in his career – he has shot 64% from the field and uh, 50% from three. He's just a very efficient player um, off the bench. He doesn't get a lot of minutes. He reminds me of like a Boban in a way. Just comes off the bench, doesn't get a whole lot of minutes, but puts up a good amount of minutes and just does does a lot, you know. Uh, I just really like Pirtle. Um, So I'd have to give this pick uh, – B minus or B because he has not been great as well, but they traded him to the Spurs, so I'd have to give this pick a B minus. Um, I'd have to say yeah, B minus. Um, I don't want to overrate him at the same time. He's been an efficient player, but he really hasn't done a ton. So I yeah, B minus. Uh, number nine, uh, ten, excuse me. The Milwaukee Bucks selected Thon Maker. Now Maker seemed like a fit. I liked the pick a lot at the time. I'm not gonna be, be, lie. I like the pick. This guy, he's like a stretch four that could even play the five, and a huge dude that could shoot. Uh, had a good mindset. I liked him. And looking back, he would. He's a perfect fit for the Bucks, but he just didn't fit into the. Uh, uh, didn't fit into this uh, 
what's rotation, sorry. Because, uh, you know, he's a stretch big. And that, you know, Brooke Lopez, they just build Giannis with shooters. And that was like Giannis' like, best friend, too. Trade him to the Pistons. For the Pistons, uh, this wasn't even a horrible trade him for Stanley Johnson. I didn't really like it at first, but the more I thought about it, Thonmaker definitely has some potential to turn it around, kind of like Marquise Chris. But this pick isn't as bad. I give this pick a C or a C plus because it was not great, but considering he's at number 10, it's not horrible either. So I'd have to give it like a C or a C plus here. Um, I, I just I, I just don't think he's a complete bust for a number 10, but he definitely had higher expectations. He has not been great. I'm not lying to you, but he has, he has I'd say, a, a you know 15% chance to turn it around and become some sort of rotational piece, 20% a rotational piece. Uh, if he can figure things out in Detroit, maybe he just needed a change of scenery. We'll see. Uh, then now at number 11, the Orlando Magic. Picked him off to Sabonis, then they traded him to the Thunder, and then after a season, the Thunder traded him with Victor Oladipo to the Pacers, which ended up being a great win-win trade. Sabonis, this is has to be an A. I can't give Sabonis an A+, but I have to give it an A because I always factor in where were they picked. He was picked at number 11. Sabonis is also a great career. Uh, he's dropping in... Averaging 23 minutes a game, averaging around 10 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of more of a stretch big uh, that can kind of be an inside-out threat. I love Sabonis. Um, but I have to give him an A because he's picked at number 11. If he's picked at number 3, it's probably like a B, B+. Plus. But he's still a great player and has moved around now to three teams in his young career and still has played well. Uh, he didn't play for Orlando, but with the Thunder and the uh, Pacers, he's been really good. So I have to give this pick uh I have to give this pick an A. Uh, then at number 12, the Utah Jazz trade Tori, uh, picked Torian Prince before they traded him to the Hawks. I have to give this an uh, A-. minus. I overrate Torian Prince a little, but not really. I mean, it's hard because he's arguably better than Sabonis, plus a pick down. So I'd have to give that an A or an A-, minus too, because these are picks where you do your homework. These are later in the lottery, and these have turned out to be good like role players. Um, in around 26 minutes, he's dropping around 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, but he puts up great defense. Uh, he's a great 3 and D wing, shooting 38% from three in his young career. Uh, you know, he's not really someone that takes it to the hoop uh, a lot. Um, only shoots 43% total from the field, so he's just a 3 and D wing that you know rarely will take it to the hoop or post up a little, but not really much. But if you can take a steady young, promising 3-and-D wing at number 12. I have to give you credit for that. And these are just kind of those guys that I like. Um, number 13, the Phoenix Suns select Yordios Papianis. Uh, this is an F. The Phoenix Suns had two lottery picks and screwed them both up so bad they're Fs. Marquise Chris wasn't an F. Um, for goodness sakes, what was they? What were they doing? Yordios Papianis would have been available at, like, number 26. When was their next pick? Their next pick was number 28 when they picked Scalabassier. I bet they probably might have been able to pick Papianis there. He might have gone a little before that. Maybe. I mean, he was going to be down there. But instead, they reached a ton for Papianis, and he didn't even work out. That's an F. They reached for a late first-round prospect, and picked him 13th, and he ended up being a complete bust, did nothing. Nothing at all. 
He's played a total of 39 games in his career, averaging 12 points, four uh, around four points, around three rebounds, and one assist. What has he done? 0.4 win shares. He's done nothing. Why would you do that? What 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 makes you think we're gonna pick Papianis when we could probably pick him with our 28th pick? And if even if you don't, what are you really missing out on? What are they seeing Papianis to pick him 13th, please? And then uh, we are have at number 14, the Chicago uh, Bulls selected Denzel Valentine. I love the pick at first. Uh, it hasn't worked out as well as I thought he has, but I'll give this pick a generous B-. minus. He has not been great. In 23 minutes, only dropped 8 points, 4 rebounds, and 2 assists. Only 3.1 win shares. He hasn't been very efficient either. Solid defender. But generous, B minus, very generous. I, I kind of want to give this a C plus, actually. But considering it was number fourteen, you have to play that into uh, factor. It was number fourteen, and you know the defensive upside, I guess. So I'd say a C plus, actually. B minus is too generous. This guy hasn't really been that good, but. A complete bust, especially for number 14. Okay, so that is me grading the 2016 uh, NBA lottery. So uh, let's get to uh, the 2017 draft class. Okay, so starting us off at um, number one, the Philadelphia 76ers selected Markel Fultz. Um, I have to consider these two things. The fact that they traded up for him and that this guy was picked number one. But we also have to play in the factor that they traded him for a nice role piece in Jonathan Simmons and a first-round pick from Orlando that could have some value. So I'm going to go ahead and give this Markel Fultz pick a C-. Because the pick itself wasn't good, and the fact that they traded up makes it even worse. But they did get a what could be a pretty valuable first-round pick for him. So I'll give him a very generous C-, but you could say a D plus. I mean, he hasn't been like the biggest bust that we talked about today. It's just the fact that number one overall, he still has some... Uh, Potential for sure, um, but they got rid of him for the first round pick. Again, things just didn't work out. Um, moving on. Number two uh, for the Lakers, we got Lonzo Ball. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give this pick a B because I feel like Lonzo Ball has been a, a very underrated pass first great defender. Uh, he's averaging 32 minutes a night, 10 points, uh, 6 rebounds, 6 assists in his career. So he can go up and get boards. Uh, he's a good passer, uh, sometimes a little too pass first, and he's a lockdown defender. I just want to see his shooting improve. Uh, only 32% from three and 38% from the field. He's an inefficient scorer, and that's something that has to bother you. If he can become a better, uh, even just shooter, um, I feel like the driving to the hoop could definitely have some room for improvement. But overall, though, I got I have to give him a B because... He also brought good publicity to the Lakers, but that just plays a small uh, portion of it. Uh, actually, I kind of want to give this a B- minus just because there were some other very good players they could have picked, but yeah, I'll give him a B here. Number three, uh, Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics. I am going to go ahead and give this pick in A. Um, that, you know, it's a little might be a little generous considering um, it is... Um, I am a Celtics fan, but, you know, you could have said, yeah, De'Aaron Fox or Laurie Markkinen, but really when I look at it, or even Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell's really the big one, but sure, there were a few better options, but Jason Tatum, I mean, 
you traded down to get him as well. So they basically traded Markel Fultz in a way. They traded Markel Fultz for Jason Tatum in a pick. So I have to give him an A here because he, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's probably been better than him, but really that's about it. I'd say he's been slightly better than De'Aaron Fox, which is hard to say after this year, but maybe by the slightest bit. He hasn't really improved this season, unfortunately, but the guy's got a lot of potential, especially offensively. I have to give him an A here. Number four, the Phoenix Sun selected Josh Jackson. Um, I am going to go ahead here and give them a C+. I feel like this pick is a little too hated on, and Josh Jackson, don't get me wrong, has not been good. He's a horrendous three-point shooter. He's an inefficient scorer, but he's still dropping 12 points per game. You know, five rebounds, two assists, and he's a solid defender. So I, I have to give him a C. Actually, no, I changed my mind. I'm giving him a C here, not a C plus. C plus is too generous for number four. The Suns just back to back have not drafted well. Once again, they had Dragon Mender and uh, Georgios Papianis. Um, so I mean, this is probably the best pick out of three, and it's not even that good. I'll give him a C here. Um, but I feel like this pick is a little too hated on. Um, but at the same time, it's not a good one. Coming in at number five, the Sacramento Kings selected De'Aaron Fox. I have to give this one an A+, um, considering he's at number five. I mean, Jason Tatum and De'Aaron Fox, it's hard to debate who's had the better career, but considering I gave Jason Tatum an A at number three, this is the number five pick, so I have to give this an A+. Um, De'Aaron Fox has just been a great player. Uh, his first season was a little rough, but so far this second season's been great. Uh, he's not a great shooter, but he's not horrendous either. Um, the scoring could definitely get a little better, uh, but it has not actually been that bad at all. Uh, very quick. He can actually really finish at the hoop very well. I just meant the three-point shot. He can get better. Uh, very good defender. Uh, solid passer. I would like to see the passing improve a little bit, but not really that much. Uh, there's not many too, too many complaints with De'Aaron Fox's game. Um, I, I don't know what to say, an A-plus here. Uh, number six, we have the Orlando Magic took Jonathan Isaac, who's been very underrated um, in, in player in this draft class. And I'm going to give this a pick a B-minus. Uh, he hasn't been thrilling, uh, for sure, but he's been underrated, and I honestly don't mind this pick at number six. It wasn't a great pick, uh, considering they could have taken Donovan Mitchell, um, even Lori Markinen. There were Kyle Kuzma. I mean, there were a few better options, definitely for sure. And I could probably name a few others. But he's still been a solid piece. Um, the scoring could definitely have a little bit of room for improvement. But, you know, he, he's got room to grow. But for the number six pick, wasn't great, wasn't bad. I'm going to give them a uh, B minus here. Uh, you know, solid B minus again. Room to improve. Wasn't a horrible pick. Wasn't really a fantastic one either. He's been underrated. You know, B minus was not a bad pick though. All right, then coming in at number seven, the Minnesota Timberwolves selected Lowry Markinen and traded him to the Bulls. Overall, this pick is another A plus. Uh, he hasn't been better than Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, or Darren Fox, or I even maybe Kyle Kuzma as well. But the guy. The guy has got a ton of uh, potential to be great stretch big that can also play uh, inside. So far in his career, he's averaged 31 points, not 31 minutes, 
around 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist. So this guy has proven he could be an inside-out threat. Uh, I really like Laurie Markkinen's game. I really liked him out of uh, college back when he played at Arizona. I really liked him. Uh, his three-point shot, I feel like he's money from mid-range, and his mid his three-point shots definitely got some potential to be great, but it has a little bit of room to grow at 36% uh, overall in his career. So these numbers are all from their career, so this year could technically be better, but, I mean, I'm just going by the career numbers. Um, so, I mean, this guy's just a great shooter. He can be a great inside-out threat. Uh, let's just see how he develops defensively, but for number seven, this has got to be an A+. Number eight, when the New York Knicks selected Frank Nidalekina. What can I say? This is, has to be a D. The, he has not worked out at all. Um, the pick right after him was Dennis Smith Jr., who, and even Donovan Mitchell. You're looking at two guards there that have already had, one has had an all-star career so far, and the other has had a solid career. Uh, and Nidalekina has just been a bust. Um He's averaging 22 minutes and only six points, two rebounds, and three assists. So he hasn't been a horrible facilitator. He's been a bad scorer. He hasn't even been an inefficient scorer. 35% from the field, 31% from three. He can't score at all, really. Uh, he's just been a bust. I, I don't know what his uh, trade value is. I don't know. If you're a team that feels like you could develop Needle Kina and you want to trade a second for him, I mean, I guess. I hope it's a late second because this guy really just does no value. I'll give this a D. Um, at number nine, we have the Dallas Mavericks selecting Dennis Smith Jr. Um, he was actually a favorite for Rookie of the Year. Didn't win it, um, but he was a he's a draft ready prospect. I really like Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, you know, he's not my favorite, but uh, this guy he's an amazing athlete. Um, he's a good passer. Uh, he can really finish at the rim with that athletic um, size. He he dunks. Uh, he's a great dunker, which is going to help put seat uh, fans in the seats, which is good for this New York Knicks team that currently has really no one. Um, for now, next season we'll see what happens with them. Uh, with um, what's his name, Kevin Durant? But I have to go ahead and give this pick a B plus. Uh, He's been a really good player, and considering this is ninth overall, uh, sure they traded him, but the pick itself, it's a good one for number nine. And I'm not saying, you know, they could have picked this guy like Donovan Mitchell and some of these other guys, but I ha Dennis Smith's been a good player. He's really developed well, especially this season, and I have to give this pick a B+. Plus. All right, coming in at number 10, uh, when the Sacramento Kings selected Zach Collins. Um, this is not really... Um, been a thrilling pick so far. Um, Zach Collins, he has not been great in his career. 17 minutes, around six points, four rebounds, and an assist. Um, personally, I'm going to go ahead and give this pick a C. Uh, you know, I think I still think he has um, some potential left in the tank for sure. Um, but really, I just really don't see him developing this season. He's only improved his stats to 6.6 points per game rather than 5.6 last year. Uh, he's become a more efficient scorer, but not really by a ton. He really has not improved his game much. Um, so I, I'm not, I don't really think it's a C. 
Uh, yeah, sure, it's number 10, but still, you could have picked even a guy like Malik Monk, Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, the next four picks, and all of them worked out better than Zach Collins. Sure, Sacramento ended up uh, getting rid of Zach Collins, trading him off to the Portland Trailblazers, but overall, this has just not been a good pick. And then coming in at number 10, we have Malik Monk. Now, Monk's a guy where he is in a great position right now. Uh, let me just tell you that. Because this guy is... I wouldn't say the definition of inefficient, but he's up there. Uh, he only shoots 38% from the field and 34% from three. Um, he gets 15, you know, around 16 minutes a game, eight points, two rebounds, two assists. I mean, I have to go ahead and give this pick a B minus, though, because there's still some potential with Malik Monk there for sure. Um, it's a generous B minus. Yes, it is. But the thing with Malik Monk is he's in the, the – for the Hornets themselves. This couldn't be better for Malik Monk, and here's why. On this team, he's going to get a lot of shots up and touches because uh, really, besides Kemba, they don't really have a lot. And they're in a very small market, so he's not really going to get ragged on for being like so inefficient and, you know, all of that um, – all that jazz. So this season, I mean, he really hasn't improved from his last season. Like, one point more. Uh, slightly more efficient. Uh, just from the field, but not even from three. But I, I, that's a very generous B-, minus, I think. But I still think this guy has some sort of potential there. If he can just become a more efficient scorer. Uh, in Charlotte's going to be a perfect place for him to develop as a player. Because if they do lose Kemba Walker... It's going to be, who wants to shoot? Anyone can shoot. I mean, Malik Monk could probably get up a ton of shots, and that's going to help him become more efficient scorer. And again, I don't actually, now that I say this, I don't really think so, because I think he needs to be put in that position. Actually, now that more think about it, put in a position where he's only forced to a few shots. Uh, I don't know how many shots he puts up a game, but a, a place where he can only shoot five times a game. He can only get five shots up each game. It's going to force him to work harder so he can make the most out of those shots and then get more. So the more I think about that, a tougher uh, spot where he can take less field goals may make him uh, work harder. But who knows? It can kind of really go either way there. And then at number 12, uh, we Detroit selected Luke Kennard. I actually don't mind Kennard. Uh, he's a very good shooter. So I'm going to, going to go ahead and give this pick a B. I think he's been better than Malik Monk, plus a pick later. Kennard, I mean, just because it's number 12, this could actually stretch, but a B plus. But I'm going to give it a B because it's a bit of a stretch. But this guy is a lights-out shooter. He can't really take it to the rack. Not really very well, but he's a light-out light out shooter from three. He hits his free throws. And in only 21 minutes, he's been dropping 9-3-2 and two, uh, in his career. Um, so, I, I personally, I just like Luke Kennard. Like, I'm not the number one fan of Luke Kennard, but I just like the kid. This season, his stats have been around 23 minutes, 10 points, um, 39% from three, which is a bit of a downgrade from last year, but... You know, you get the you get the thing. He's just scored a little more this season. Uh, but I like Kennard. B definitely can't give him a B plus. Now I think about it, but B B's a fair uh, estimate. I think this guy could really develop into a a nice uh, role player for the Pistons. Then coming in at number thirteen, the Denver Nuggets select Donovan Mitchell, but then trade him for absolute garbage. <sighs> 
The pick itself is an A+. There's no doubt about that. Donovan Mitchell has arguably been the best player in this draft. I'd say so far he's been the best player. Number 13? You kidding? That's an A+. The pick. The trade for the Utah Jazz is an A+. The pick, uh, the trade for the Denver Nuggets is an F. The pick for the Denver Nuggets, again, now that I'm more I think about this, they did trade him and got nothing for him. The pick's an A+. There's no doubt about that. For the Utah Jazz, the trade's an A+. I mean, we already know, I don't even have to tell you the stats. I'll tell you anyway. Over his career, 34 minutes, 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Again, I think, I mean, the guy can't really shoot too well um, for a shooting guard. He's more of an athletic slashing shooting guard, but you got to love Donovan Mitchell. This guy's a high flyer. He's been the best player in this draft class, coming in at number 13. This is a no-doubt A-plus pick. Then the last pick of our uh, episode, hopefully we can do more of these, but uh, it is a... Miami Heat select center Bam Adebayo. In his career, he's averaged 22 minutes, only scoring eight points, uh, around seven rebounds, and two assists. Um, I got to think about this one a little. Um, Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo. Uh, Well, he is an efficient scorer. I'll give him that, which he should be. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this pick a B. Uh, he's got room to grow. I think he's got potential. This is actually kind of close to a B-plus to me. Because Bam Adebayo, you know, he doesn't score a lot, but he's efficient in doing so. But he can really tear down boards. Um, he's a good defender as well. So, I mean, I think a B is a fair estimate. I kind of want to give him a B-plus here, um, to be honest. Uh, he's actually been a solid player um, for the Miami Heat. A uh, solid backup Obviously, Hassan Whiteside has the talent as a shot blocker and definitely some talent on the low post, but he's a mental case. And, you know, he, he's getting 25 mil for a reason. He had the potential to really be a good player, but he's the men- he's a mental case. So, Bam Adebayo, they pick him at 14. It makes sense. They, they're going to probably let Whiteside walk, get his, you know, get every his whole issue out of the way and get their next guy in Adebayo. I think Adebayo could be a solid average starting uh, five in the NBA. I don't think he'll ever be an all-star or like some great above average center, maybe for a few years, but I think he'll be like an average starting center, maybe a little below average, but not a bad pick here, especially for number 14. He's got room to grow, but I th- I believe in Bam Adebayo. So um, yeah, that's um that's it for the episode today. Uh, please call in on the Anchor Mobile app. Please, I'm begging you guys. Uh, God, I just want someone to call in. Uh, it will be fun. Why not give it a try? I know you guys listening. I know there are probably a few listeners out there that can get the that either can't get the Anchor Mobile app or can just can't send voice messages. That's you. I understand. It's fine. Um, but for those of you who can, please call in. So um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.